You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica. What's up, Jessica? What's up, Matt? What's up? <laughs> it's funny, we don't really say each other's names that much when you're married. Yeah. You're just like, hey, honey. Hi. Hey, babe. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> We have the names we use and the names we don't. Hello. Welcome to Morning Breath. This is a time where we take one chapter of the Bible. We've been in the book of Proverbs, which has been awesome. We're going to do Proverbs 13 today. And uh, on Mondays, Matt and I, specifically, we have a video cast. So if you're wanting to see the uh, looks we give one another and looks we give you, and when I get really passionate and my eyes get really wide and you see all the wrinkles in my forehead, you can watch us on the video cast. Yes. Um, yeah, that's on our YouTube channel, East Coast Christian Center, or on our app is the easiest way, the East Coast app. And if you're looking for a church, if you don't have a church home, so many people are moving to the area. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Like so many people have been coming to church and they're like, just moved here, just moved here, just moved from Arizona, from California, from New York, Minnesota. From I just met a girl from Minnesota. Like Michigan. It's amazing. They're trying to get out of the north. Yeah. They're cold, so they're coming to our awesome winter here. Not this is mi- the best time to move here. Yeah, and honestly, and we all know this as Floridians, we're super grateful about many of the COVID things that we haven't had to deal with, as many have had to deal with up north, and it's causing people to come here. Yeah. I just met somebody actually last week from Toronto. This mm. kid was out at the golf range, and he was like just crushing the ball, and Brandon was there with me, and he's like, so you play for in college? He's like... I'm 16. Oh, my gosh. And we're like, okay. And, and they just uh, moved here from Canada? No, they're just down from Toronto. Oh. And I said, "Are you, I, I was like, have you been golfing for your school? He's like, nope. I haven't had, been able to golf for a year. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I was like, wow, you must be enjoying it down here in Florida. Yeah. He's like, I am. I really am. Like, Come move here and make our taxes low. We want to. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, like we don't low? have a state tax because we have so much oh, tourism. To make your taxes low. Mine. Ours. Oh, ours? <laughs> We don't Come pay move estate here. tax. Come move yes. here. You don't, you're not a tourist anymore. Oh, that's right. That's so why I wasn't tracking with you. I don't know. Come move here. Yeah. No, buy. come visit. Leave <laughs> us all the money and get out. Okay. That's <laughs> really back. what we no, want. That's joking. what you were trying to say. Yes. But anyway, if you want to church. Pay the tolls. Do all the things. <laughs> Keep our roads nice. Um, no, we're totally joking. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. We uh, have a church here. And if you need a church, we would love for you to come to ours and make it your own. And uh, that's East Coast Christian Center. We have four locations um, as well as online. So even if you are still living in Toronto, you can join us online, eccc.us. Might I add too, we are about to build a building very soon in Vieira. So that's really exciting for the Vieira congregation that we have there. They're incredible people and just really looking forward to it. And what a, what a church East Coast that we're a part of, just building a church, building a life-giving yeah. church at last. What, what an incredible body of people. It's exciting. From Merritt Island, Coco, Vieira, we're all working together for the same goals. It's incredible. Yeah. So uh, last show, last Monday, I asked you how you took your coffee. And today I'm going to ask you, and you may need a moment to think about it, um, what is your favorite book of all time or and or favorite author? I'm not a big time reader. And so it's a very easy for me to say, but it's the divine romance by Gene Edwards. And he really is probably my favorite author of Hmm. all time. And you also wrote the book, three Kings. I don't know if I've read that. Either of those. I don't think either of those. (sighs) Oh my gosh. What am I doing? I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Doing with my life. Give me a copy of those books. Stat. Yeah. I'll read those and they'll probably be my favorite, but my favorite currently and I don't know why it took me this long to read this book, but The Screwtape Letters yeah. by C.S. Lewis. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. I can't stop thinking about it. 
I read at the beginning of the year and then gave it to you to read. And I'm, I'm almost done. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good book. So C.S. Lewis is an amazing author. No, I'm done. Take me. You're done. Good job. Oh yeah. Cause you, you know what I started doing this year is reading 10 pages a day. I know. And I think that book's about 205 pages. Yeah. And that's very like short pages. It's easy. Yeah. Actually, I'm reading like 12 pages a day with that because I'm always skipping because there's, like, there's blank pages. Yeah. But yeah, so really it didn't take me that long to good finish one. that book. All right. Good. Okay. We should both reread The Divine Romance together. Let's do it. I'm in. Okay. I was actually wanting, I was like, what's my next book that I want to read? Oh, good. Do you have it? No, I'll have to get it. Okay. But here's what the book's about. It's about <laughs> um, creation, the creation of the world through the eyes oh of the gosh, angels. I'm going to love it. Angels are like, what oh, are you cool. like trying to figure out what God's doing? Yeah, you know. And uh, Gene Edwards is a crazy good writer. I think he's the one who wrote this other book called The Rescue. Oh, no, that was Jim Simbala. Jim Simbala, yeah, that was a good, good book, book too, too. The Rescue. It's a short stories about actual testimonies of people who were just living the worst of the worst lives, whether by choice or not by choice, and then just the way that God literally rescues them. Yeah, I've told so a few good. of those stories and messages over the last year, and yeah. they're just, like, mind-blowing like, amazing. Ah, you will cry. Okay, uh, Proverbs chapter 13. Here I go. A wise son heeds and accepts and is the result of his father's discipline and instruction. But a scoffer does not listen to reprimand and does not learn from his errors. From the fruit of his mouth, a wise man enjoys good, but the desire of the treacherous is for violence. The one who guards his mouth, thinking before he speaks, protects his life. The one who opens his lips wide and shatters without thinking comes to ruin. The soul, appetite, of the lazy person craves and gets nothing, for lethargy overcomes ambition. But the soul, appetite, of the diligent who works willingly is rich and abundantly supplied. A righteous man hates lies, but a wicked man is loathsome and he acts shamefully. Righteousness, being in right standing with God, guards the one whose way is blameless, but wickedness undermines and overthrows the sinner. There's one who pretends to be rich yet has nothing at all. Another pretends to be poor yet has great wealth. The ransom for a man's life is his wealth. But the poor man does not even have to listen to a rebuke or threats from the envious. It's so true. Like if you have wealth, you that's your ransom. Like you're more apt to get kidnapped and ask for a ransom. But if you're poor, you don't even have to listen to threats from people who are envious because you're like, I got nothing. I got nothing to give you. <laughs> the light of the righteous within him grows brighter and rejoices. But the lamp of the wicked is a temporary light and goes out. Through pride and presumption come nothing but strife, but skillful and godly wisdom is with those who welcome well-advised counsel. Wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but he who gathers gradually by honest labor will increase his riches. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Whoever despises the word and counsel of God brings destruction upon himself, but he who reverently fears and respects the commandment of God will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain and source of life so that one may avoid the snares of death. Good understanding wins favor from others, but the way of the unfaithful is hard like barren dry soil. Every prudent and self-disciplined man acts with knowledge, but a closed-minded fool who refuses to learn displays his foolishness for all to see. A wicked messenger falls into hardship, but a faithful ambassador brings healing. Poverty and shame will come to him who refuses instruction and discipline, but he who accepts and learns from reproof or censure, censure is honored. Desire realized is sweet to the soul, but it is detestable to fools to turn away from evil, which they have planned. He who walks as a companion with wise men will be wise, but the companions of conceited, dull-witted fools are fools themselves and will experience harm. Adversity pursues sinners, but the consistently upright will be rewarded with prosperity. 
A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the hands of the righteous. Abundant food is in the fallow, uncultivated ground of the poor, but without protection, it's swept away by injustice. He who withholds the rod of discipline hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines and trains him diligently and appropriately with wisdom and love. The consistently righteous has enough to satisfy his appetite, but the stomach of the wicked is in need of bread. Amen. Amen. It's good stuff. It's a good one. Did you want to talk about anything before I jump in? Go for it. All right. So um, verse 7, verse 11 uh, are both talking about finances and a few other ones you mentioned, verse 8. But this is the one that really stood out to me like... Man, I, I think there's so much in this because I've experienced both of these. There is one who makes himself rich yet has nothing, mm-hmm. and one who makes himself poor yet has great riches. And I just thought about how this has changed my life. I, there has been times where I have gone to make myself rich, and I literally have ended up with nothing. I remember sitting with a financial advisor. I was probably 27 years old. I, at that time we owned two houses, uh, made nothing like I, you know, I made hardly any money. Uh, you were working full time to pay our mortgage. Uh, and you had a really great job making like, well, you weren't even working full time. You're making 40 to 60 bucks an hour with medical transcription, but we were making interest only payments for both houses because we had got into those option arm loans of uh, the housing bubble where the housing bubble exploded and all the poor lending that was going on. And I was like, yeah, we got a half million dollars in, in houses and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, and I'm like making myself rich. It's like, yeah, I, I have a rental house. I have all of these things and all of that, blah, 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 blah. And literally had nothing. Like it was like, it was all on paper and it didn't last. The housing market crashed, boom, the bubble Burst. You know, burst. People lost millions of dollars. I had a friend lose $29 million mm. of real estate. You know, I had other friends lose millions, $2 million, $3 million in real estate. And uh, we, we, I mean, w- both houses um, that we own dropped by over 50%. One of them dropped 75% in value. Like 75% in value. <laughs> Like your house. Like, did that really happen? Yeah. That <laughs> feels like a dream. I mean, a nightmare. <laughs> so when that happened to us, we had to make a lot of really tough decisions and hard decisions. What do we do? How do we survive this? How do we survive this moment? And so many people were making decisions. But the one thing that we did is we found how to do a budget. Now, I remember when we were getting marriage counseling, somebody actually gave us some books on budgeting. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what the name of the budgeting guy was? It was was? like the Crown Money Management. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but Crown And I remember getting that and going, we don't need that. You know, literally just like toss it aside. Scoff. Scoff, scoff, perhaps. Yeah, (laughs) I scoffed, okay? (laughs) Definitely scoffed hard. Well, now we find, you found actually, you found Dave Ramsey. And you read The Total Money Makeover. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I think this would help us. And I was like, okay. You're like, please read this book. And you highlighted some things for me. I read that. I said, I'm 100% in. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to get out of this mess. And I don't know how we're ever going to be financially stable again. And so we started making a budget. Um, And the thing about making a budget is in a way you make yourself poor. And I love how you do this. You do this so well. 
Um, we have a certain amount that we'll spend on food. We have a certain amount that we'll spend on saving up for vacation. We have a certain amount that we'll spend on car payments or, you know, saving up for car fixes. Mm-hmm. And we have a certain amount we, we budget for medical. So when we, when we get to the point where we've used all of our food money up, so say there's like a week left in the month and we've bought all the groceries, done all the things, we got nothing left in the budget for food, mm-hmm. you will basically say, we're not buying any more food. Um, and I'll think, well, why don't we just take a little bit from that other envelope, you know, the vacation envelope, you know, that's going on in the back of my mind, but you're like, we're not doing it. We're going to just stick with our budget. Okay. And so because of that, we don't pull from our vacation money. We don't pull from our car money. We don't pull from these other things. We make ourselves quote unquote poor. Mm -hmm. We eat from our pantry. We eat from our freezer. We don't go out to eat. Could we go out to eat? Absolutely. Could we put it on credit? Sure. Could we even just take it from the other money that we have? Like we have other money. It's not like we don't have money to buy groceries. It's just we've not budgeted the money to buy the groceries. And so we're not going to buy groceries now. We're not going to go out to eat now. We're not going to take our vacation money. We're not going to take. And you know what? We make it through the month and we still have the vacation money. We still have the car money. We still have all these other things. Now when it's time to go on vacation, we can actually go on vacation because we didn't spend it on McDonald's or whatever, right? And so you make yourself poor in a way by being strict with what you spend your money on. Mm -hmm. Could you do that? Could we go on vacation right now and put it on one of our credit cards? Absolutely. But that would be making ourselves quote unquote rich. Yeah. And in my version, it says pretending. We're pretending yes, to be rich. It says there's one who pretends to be, re- to be rich yet has nothing at all. And another pretends to be poor yet has great wealth. And I'm that's not, what we're doing. We're yeah. pretending to be poor. We're pretending to be poor. <laughs> literally. We're like, we don't have the money. We're yeah. not spending it. Well, here's the thing. Debt, debt and I'm not going to say all debt's wrong, but debt has a temptation to make yourself richer than you, than you are. Yeah. So like you're in a house, you've maxed out mortgage payment, full max, 35%, 40% of your income. Boom. It's a lot. You got the nicest house, the nicest car, and you got a big old car payment. Your wife has a big old car payment, your husband, whatever. Max that out. Mm -hmm. Now, you want clothes, so you go buy really nice clothes. You put it on your credit card. I'm going to pay all this stuff off. I'm going to pay it all off. You're making yourself rich now, and you'll be poor later. Yeah. Where the idea of cash flowing, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have the money for that. I'm going to do a 15-year mortgage at 25% of my salary and live in this house until it's paid off. Now you're making that mortgage payment to yourself right? Or you're making that mortgage payment to the other things in your life that you need. Your kid's a medical bill, kid breaks your, break a foot or whatever. Like, you know, you, you need a, you need a, to pay the, uh, for insurance, whatever that is, the minimum for insurance. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have insurance, you need to pay it all out of pocket. Right? So that's the thing is limiting yourself down. And, and one of the best ways to do that is go get a budget. A zero balance budget, which means every dollar has a name before it even comes to you. Yeah. So we know where all our money is going to go before we even get it. Yeah. And we fund the things in order that we need and we tell our money where to go. And it is not easy. It is not easy to have a week left and I'm like, I don't want to cook tonight. I'd rather us get 
long doggers wings, <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> come on, little Caesars. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, we need so this uh, hot and ready. And nope. We're not much, doing it. How much our kids eat. It is not, it is not $5 pizzas anymore. It's like, it's like five, five, five exactly. We're like 25, child. 30 bucks now for little Caesars or it used to be so cheap, but yeah, it is worth it. It's worth it. Totally worth it. Um, and here's the thing about a budget. You may go, oh, now I've, I can't enjoy my life. You said something that's so important. Is you, No, you actually tell your money where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And so you say, hey, I'm going to spend $20 a month on coffee. And now you're going to pay attention that you don't stop at Starbucks every day on the way to work and get a $6.50, 47-ounce, you know. Because by the 3rd of March, you'll be done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're not going to have any more coffee until April. So you're like, well, maybe I'll buy a bag of coffee, my own half and half, yeah. and a frother, and I'll make it myself at home. Like, yeah. well, that's going to cost me extra time. Well, guess what? That little extra time that you have right now will put more money in your pocket for the thing that you want to spend. Instead yep. of spending $80 a month on coffee, which could easily be done, you spend 20 so now you got $60, and you say, well, I really wanted that gym membership at that gym that was a little pricey. I wanted that CrossFit membership. I wanted that membership where there's the sauna and all the things. Well, now, okay, so go ahead and get that $60 membership now. You put 20 in coffee, 60 in the gym. Now you got both, right? You know that song, I want it all, I want it all, and I want it now. Yeah. That, that's real. Like, obviously, we all experience that and want that. We want it all, and we want it now, and it's just not possible, like, that's not how you get rich. That's not how you stay healthy. It's like, it's not possible. So, so I met, uh, we met this couple early on in church and there was just something about them that I just respected. It was like, I could just tell they had applied this to their life. So we were talking about our budgeting experience and they said somebody, somehow they got a hold of those same books, crown financial books Mm -hmm. when they first got married and they started that from the beginning. Imagine. And, you know, where I literally remember just going, I don't need a budget, you know, and I was pretty conservative financially, like as a, I still am, and yeah. you are too, where we don't have like a propensity to spend a ton of money. Um, you know, sometimes I'll ease off here or there, but typically I'm pretty conservative. And, uh, you know, they started from the beginning and I'm like, no wonder why they're in a position that they're mm-hmm. in, you know, no wonder why, you know, has a great job, but doesn't drive a super fancy car. You know what the best day to start a budget though is today. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how long, it doesn't matter that we, you know, quote unquote wasted the first few years of our marriage before starting it. Like God is a redeemer and he's a restorer. And these principles, they're godly principles behind having a budget. They work. And over time, over the consistency of you pressing in and making those decisions day after day after day, they will work and they'll make a difference in your life. I mean, when COVID hit, and we already had this budget in place and we already had some reserves available, I didn't have any fear about our finances. First of all, I had already for a long time ago given our money to God and given and looked to him as the source of our provision. And number one, tithe. Tithe. Like the first 10% of anything that comes into our life, we give back to God because he's the one who gave it to us all. And I believe a thousand billion percent that that was a shield around us and around our church and around people who have that principle in their life. And that's something Dave Ramsey will say right away is like, be a good steward of God, of the money God's given you and tithe. So that's number one. But number two, having the budget and knowing, hey, we have these areas, like all our, all our kids sports, if we would have needed to stop paying for those, we would have been like done, you know, like done with that. We're done with that. We're done with that. We're done with our clothing envelope. We're done. You know what I mean? Like we had a plan. And so start, start a plan now. 
And you'll be very, very, very happy if and when something catastrophic happens. Mm-hmm. It's priceless, literally priceless. Yep. Um, verse three in Proverbs chapter 13 says, the one who guards his mouth, thinking before he speaks, wow, we all need that, protects his life. The one who opens his lips wide, I can just do that, will open your lips wide, <laughs> and chatters without thinking, comes to ruin. And the first thing I thought of when I saw this was the phrase, watch your mouth, first of all. And the second phrase that I, or second thing I thought of was our daughter, Adeline. She's nine. And we pretty much call her the mouth police. Like she does not let anyone get away with anything that is unkind. Like I cannot even express to you how true this is. But if you call someone, Sam, just say. I said the other day, I was like, that dumb, dumb. What was he thinking? Yeah. Like dumb, dumb. That's not, I mean, that's nothing. And like, she goes, ah, ah. And she stops us. And now, like, we do have to, you know, there's a way to be respectful to correct your parents. <laughs> but sometimes, pretty much every time we need it. And I just, like, giggle now. And I'm like, thank you, Adeline. Thank you for keeping me in check. Because I'll be driving, you know, maybe. This is, I heard about this from a friend. You say they're driving and they call someone an idiot while they're driving. Like, I never do that. But, you know, she says from the back seat, like, Mom, you don't even know them. Yeah. <laughs> She says, how do you, how can you call them an idiot? You don't even know them. And then instantly, like from the mouths of babe, from a little baby, Adeline, it's just like, you are so right. How awful that I would call them an idiot. I don't even know them. But I mean, it's in the Bible. It says the one who guards his mouth protects his life. And the one who opens his lips wide comes to ruin. It is very important what we say. And it is also very important how we say it and the tone in which it comes out, something that we talked about when we first got married. And I don't know where I learned this, probably my mom, but the tone in which you say something to someone, if it can be followed by idiot. you idiot, then it's like, not the right doing? tone. You yeah. Like, idiot. Right. Like you don't say or, you idiot. Hey, what are you what doing? Are you doing? What are you doing? Honey? Yeah. Tones like, matter. Tones matter. Tones. Your Mo- tones are all wrong. Motives matter as well. Like why you're saying what you're saying. Like it is a big deal. And I think we need to, oh, yeah. we always need to be more careful. That tone it. thing's really, really important. And, and I think just start, if you if you just start thinking about your tone sometimes, talk to your spouse about it, talk to a friend and just be like, what would you call someone after you say that in that tone? Yeah. I have to check myself all the time on yeah. that one. And I don't, but uh, when I'm thinking about it, I definitely do. Yeah. And it's, I'm like, yeah, I said that like really wrong. I'm thankful to have Adeline in our lives because she yeah. keeps us all in check. <laughs> um, actually, verse four goes along with the motives thing. The sole appetite of the lazy person craves and gets nothing for lethargy overcomes ambition. Ain't that the truth? But the sole appetite of the diligent who works willingly is rich and abundantly supplied. And it's not just about working. It's not just about doing the thing. It's not just about just getting it done. It's actually our motives matter. Like, are we willingly working for this thing? You know, like, are we... Colossians 3.23 mentioned it a couple shows ago, but doing everything is unto the Lord and not for man. That will get your motives right back to where they need to be, mm-hmm. right? You got any verses? I'll keep going. Sure, keep going. Verse 10 says, Through pride and presumption come nothing but strife, but skillful and godly wisdom is with those who welcome well-advised counsel. That is so true. I started to think back at like every fight we've ever had, which I can't, even remember what they're about, but you can remember like the fight or a fight happened. And we've been married 17 years, yep. right, 17 years. And every fight 
ever started with one of us being in pride or presuming something. Like I feel right and I and I am presuming like something about you. So you're not only wrong and I'm right, but I'm also thinking that you're out to get me. I'm this presumption that you are going to win at all costs and like you have something against me versus humility and believing the best. Like pride and presumption, there's always going to be strife. Mm-hmm. But when there's humility and believing the best about one another, that gives the chance for like good things to happen. Well, yeah, pride keeps us from um, humbling ourselves and asking for forgiveness when yeah. we're wrong. We'll say, well, you're also wrong, so I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying I'm sorry. So you say you're sorry. Nothing but strife. Literally, if somebody doesn't humble themselves um, and, and say they're sorry first, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, guys, take the lead on this. Like, typically in a marriage, your wife is going to respond to you. She's going to reflect what you what you give her. And, and you know, you've heard it said with 10 seconds left on the show is that you give your wife a house, she'll make it a home, right? And so give your wife humility and she'll respond to that humility and pride will be crushed. And next thing you know, you're walking in peace. True that. Thank you so much for listening to Morning Breath. We'll see you next time. Bye. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Science. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321 454 4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. 
For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.